Can I hear an amen this morning? How many of us are going on for the Lord? That song was written nearly 40 years ago for one of the family members that was going through a real, real rough time. It was written by Pastor Brother Robert Cameron, who is being administered here, and he was my youth pastor when I first came to know Jesus when I was 19 years old. And it was through the ministry of people like him and the people like these men that are up here this morning that led me to come to ask Jesus into my heart and to my life. It wasn't so much the preaching that brought me in. It was seeing that they had something that I didn't have. And I didn't know what it was. But then I found out that it was Jesus Christ that was what I needed in my heart and my life. And if you're struggling this morning and you don't know what it is or the problem that you're having and you don't know how to get out of it, let me introduce you to a man named Jesus. And I'm being serious. He's the one that brought me from my lowest valley to where I am today. Present, not the past. Now, I've got to get a little bit animated today because Brother Sam Baylor never slept all night. And he says, you better make it lively or you'll see me falling asleep. <laughs> but I'm going to come down and I'll give you a nudge, Sam, if I see you. I won't say a word, I'll just give you a nudge. So if anybody sees his head nodding, that's the reason why. Stay awake, Sam. That's right. Hallelujah. Present, not the past. Turn in your Bibles with me this morning to Psalm 46. I'm going to read through 1 through 7. And I've mentioned this part of the scripture quite a few times in the last few weeks. And I think that's why it came alive to me or it was there. Sometimes God prepares us ahead of time for things that are going to happen. Or not necessarily to you or to me, but he prepares us to be ready that if you're standing in a parking lot or if you're in a hospital or if you're in a huge business meeting and there's something comes up that you're able to pass on the word that God has given you, even if it's something in a grocery store or a doctor's office or somewhere. He prepares you, and if you're willing to listen and hear what he has to say, it might not be for you. It might be for somebody else. But he wants to use you to pass on the information that he's given you. So Psalm 46. You got it, Sam? Well done. One through seven. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad in the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that right early, the heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob 
is our refuge. I pray this morning that God will add a, a true blessing to the reading of his word. Very recently, we had a visit from Robert Cameron over here in the States. And while in the home, we, we often have a great time when these guys come passing through and visit. And we remember old times. If you want to remember old times, go visit Michael. Michael, he remembers all these things from the past. And him and I were just talking this week about Zion Tabernacle, as I had reflected on my 40 years of marriage with Maggie, I'm reflecting back, we dated five years before we were married, only because our dad didn't think I was good enough for her. And by the way, he was probably right. Oh, thank you, Gil. Do you remember what Elsa told you to say? <laughs> but in that time, as I reflected back to then, it was the happiest, some of the happiest times of my life, not the happiest, but some of the happiest times of my life. It was when the church in Scotland was going in gusto, where I'd just received Christ as my Lord and Savior, and my life was changed, and uh, all the things I used to do, I did them no more, and I was so happy and delighted. And as I reflected back this week, last week, on those things as I'm reflecting back on the 40 years of heavenly bliss with Maggie, I spoke to Rod Poach yesterday, he gave me a call. And he was saying, yes, they, they were 40 years in the wilderness. I said, I ain't going there. I was 40 years of heavenly bliss. It wasn't like being in the wilderness at all. So he, he got my, Maggie was listening, so I couldn't agree with him. But very recently, we had a visit from Robert Cameron, and uh, he was telling us and conveying to us that one of his daughters was getting married in Scotland, and they were going to have a big affair for this wedding. And a lot of planning had gone into the wedding, and they had bought, uh, hired this huge house on the outskirts of uh, our hometown, where they would have everybody in the family was going to stay in this house, and all their visitors from the States, because they've spent most of their life in the States, just like us. And everybody that was attending the wedding was going to be in this big house, and it was going to be a big affair. Now, while they were all staying there the week before, then the wedding, it was actually going to be held in this big house with all the family and they were all gathered. It was a big to-do. Scottish weddings can be very, very fancy. You know, of, uh, or British weddings can be very fancy. You know, of Harry and... Yeah. What's her name? Megan. Charles and, you know, it's all big, <laughs> big affairs, big dudes. Well, they had a big do. And he was so, so excited in, in the planning of what had gone on. His week, wife had taken a year off work and she'd gone over and was preparing everything for it. So the, the excitement was there. And they were going to have it in the home in Scotland. They were all there and during the wedding, they had a, all the things that went on and one of the cousins, James Cameron, had come over from Nashville, Tennessee, and he was doing the, all the videography, because that's what he did. He worked with um, uh, Dave Ramsey, who the program we had here, Dave Ramsey's ministry, and he was in the pro process of moving. He was up in Nashville. He was here while he was a little boy. Uh, he lived here in Norcross with us, and he was at, uh, Sam and Helen. Some of you don't know these names, but Sam and Helen's daughters knew exactly 
how to press his buttons. And he would go wild when they would press the button and say something to him, you're a bad boy. And uh, he, would, he would go wild. He was just that type of boy. But he was, he was fun-loving and a good boy. And he did all the videography in, in the morning. Anyway, all the young people had been sitting around the bonfire and doing marshmallows and all the things that they do. At 7 a.m. in the morning, he collapsed. 34 years old. He collapsed, had a massive heart attack, and he died. They had medic, a, a, a marine medic, paramedic, uh, special services guy, it was right next to him, and they just couldn't bring him back. They tried to bring him back. The other son, Scott, had called his mom and dad, who'd gone home about one in the morning, and woke them up. He says, you better come, because uh, something's happened to, to James. And they come, and as they got to the place of the wedding, they found out that their son had gone on to be with the Lord. What? Can we say, listen now, you parents, grandchildren and children, all these lovely little children that they have that we see here, the lovely children that you have, Jason, what can you say to a, to a parent who just lost their son, 34 years old? You know, there's nothing that we can say, and I've been in the position, I've been in the different positions in my life, I've been in suicides and different things and sometimes there isn't words in yourself or in your nature, your own natural self that you can say. What can we say in our own words to someone like that that can make a difference to them? The grief is unimaginable and you just can't comprehend it. That's when God's word, and I want you to listen to what I'm saying today, it's not my words. But that's when God's words comes into place. I shared Psalm 46 with them when I called them on the telephone. Because they'd been brought up through church, been ministers themselves. And maybe that wasn't what they wanted to hear at that time. But that was all that I could give them. God is our refuge, I said, and a strength. And he's a very present help in time of trouble. If they've ever had a time of trouble in their life, that was it, when they heard that their son had died. Notice, notice it says present help. It's not in the past. When some of you I know are going through difficulties in your life and are having a hard time and a difficult time, I encourage you today to turn and give your problems over to the Lord. The Bible says clearly, cast your care on him because he does truly care for you. And he is a very present, present now, today, help in time of trouble. Even this word, word was written a long time ago. It's not in past tense. He is still a very present help in time of trouble. Obviously, Robert and his family, who had just celebrated the great occasion, they were devastated, as James had also lived with them in Virginia Beach and helped with the wave church there 
for a lot of years. What a blow to the whole family. And all of us, as he had spent a lot of younger years with us here in Norcross, so it affected us all as a family. I texted Robert over in Scotland. And I also didn't know what to say to him either. And this is what I texted him. A song that the Holy Spirit had given him. I texted him these words. Some trials come to hinder me so that the road ahead I cannot clearly see. Texted him that message. And you know, that's all I needed to say because the words that the Holy Spirit had given him so many years before come to life again. And he texted me back and said, I'm going on. You see, regardless of what the circumstances say or what circumstances we're in, we have to find our strength from the Lord. Because, you know, we can't do it in our own strength. Many situations I've found in my life I have not been able to do or to get me through if it hadn't been for the Lord. I say many times, I don't know what, how people get through it when they don't have the Lord. And you know, we all have this opportunity in our lives. And some of you can think back to the devastations of different things and circumstances that you've gone through. And you didn't think you were going to wake up and make it another day. But regardless what the circumstances say, we have to keep going on. And if we don't keep going on for ourselves, we have to go on for the sake of others. So many lives depend on what you and I, we do. People are looking up to you. You mothers and fathers, your children are looking to you as examples and as encouragement. They're looking to you for that strength. And the only way you can have the strength is as you go on for the Lord and you get closer to him. That's the secret. Never give in to the enemy. The devil, you know about the devil? He's our enemy. You know what he's come to do? He's come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. I think of the words of Winston Churchill, whose bust is in the White House right now. His words as he broadcast to a nation that was in war, a war for a small nation about the size of the state of Georgia, and they were a world war. And he became prime minister and he got the opportunity to be on the radio and he was speaking to his nation like I'm speaking to my people now the people of this church he was speaking to his nation but not only to the nation but he was speaking to the world and not only was he speaking to the world but he was speaking to his enemy and our enemy this morning is the devil and I'm speaking to the devil this morning as well as I'm speaking to my people just like Winston Churchill although his voice was far greater and had, was going to, to, to millions of people on the radio. This was his words and his broadcast, including his enemy. He was saying to his people in his gruff voice, We shall defend our island. Whatever the cost may be, 
We shall fight them on the beaches. We shall fight them in the air. We shall fight them in the landing grounds. We shall fight them in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. We shall never surrender. What is my word to you today? Is it from Winston Churchill? No, but that rings with me. And it will ring to you the way I have said it. We shall never surrender. I encourage you, no matter what you're facing today, no matter what thing the devil is throwing at you, the enemy is throwing into your home, into your life, into your place, I encourage you this morning, never surrender. Never give up. Never give up on the Lord because he will never give up on you. He is our strength when we are at our weakest. And he said, we shall defend our island, whatever the cost. I want you to, to defend your heart today, whatever the cost, whatever situation we find ourselves in, even if it was like with Joseph. He's told me his story. He's told his story here. But you know, he never gave up. He never surrendered to the enemy. And I can pull out quite a few people this morning who have had circumstances in their life that none of us should have to ever go through. But we never surrendered. We kept on going. And I encourage you this morning, never surrender. Never give up. Zach is a history buff in our family. And they said that World War I was thought to be the war that would end all wars. It was only about 20 years later that World War II came. We're going to face adversity. We might get through some, but there's going to be something else ahead of us. But let me comfort you by saying that the same God that brought you through the first adversity is the same God that's going to bring you through the next adversity. He is faithful and true. And true. Then again, that was supposed to be it. But as we all well know, that wasn't the end. There was more conflict to come into the world. Everybody in this world, us in here today, we're looking for peace. It's not going to happen until the Prince of Peace appears. That's when we're going to find real peace, when Jesus appears. Even in our own lives, we have trouble that we have to face. Some can be, listen to me now, I'm speaking to me, self-inflicted. I've had troubles in my life that I could blame nobody but myself. Self-inflicted wounds. How many more of us in here today have self-inflicted wounds? And others that find it, it finds you. Somehow it just comes to you. Through no fault of your own, but the circumstances come. So many people are looking for a place of safety. A place where we don't find trouble anymore. Some lean on their bank account. Jim Hope. Some turn to their friends. Some go to false gods and false religions. 
but there is no peace to be found there. The only true source of peace and safety and the times of storms can be found in our Lord Jesus Christ. And Matthew 14 tells us the story of how Jesus came to his disciples in their darkest hour. Darkest hour. When they were being tossed by the wind and the waves. Jesus knew there was a trial coming. And they let him face the storm for a while. As he knew how much they could take. Then he came to them, just like he's going to come to us. What a wonderful Savior. He knows what we can handle, and he won't give us any more than we can handle. Although sometimes I've questioned that in my life. I have questioned that. But then he came to them walking on the water. And what a difference it makes when Jesus comes on the scene. He is our peace in the midst of the storm. He will speak peace into your situation and the wind and the waves will cease. Again, as I was studying this message, I called James and Margaret in Scotland yesterday afternoon. They weren't in and I left them this message from Psalm 47, 46. God is our refuge and strength in time of trouble. And that is the message I'm leaving with all of us today. God is our refuge and strength in time of trouble and a very present help in time of trouble. The word says, cast your care on him for he cares for you. But John, come with the team.